Sunday won't be the Super Bowl nobody watches. But right now, in Pittsburgh anyway, it's the Super Bowl nobody's talking about. Maybe it's jealousy and frustration on the part of Steeler fans. Maybe it's because people don't see Philadelphia as a serious threat to beat New England. Which means Philadelphia will probably win. That'll happen the one time I want New England to win. Yikes. Justin Timberlake is performing at halftime. I hope Janet Jackson shows up and rips off his pants. This is the Mark Madden Show. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Or follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. Penguins coach Mike Sullivan joins the program today at 4.30 p.m. That's Penguins coach Mike Sullivan at 4.30 right here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 X. Washington beat Philadelphia last night 5-3 after spotting the Flyers a two-zip lead. Uh, Tomorrow night at PPG Paints Arena, it's the Penguins and Capitals, and that's a pretty tasty game given where each team is currently at. I'm not upset about that result last night, the Caps beating Philadelphia. The Flyers lost, which is obviously always great. And I'd rather have the one team that leads the Pens beat a team that's chasing close behind. Making the playoffs is all that matters. Tomorrow night's game nonetheless feels big, and it's a litmus test for both teams. Connor Sherry is going to be out, and it looks like Brian Rust is going to jump up on Crosby's line, and Ryan Reeves gets back in the lineup on the fourth line, which was going to happen anyway against the Capitals and that big lunkhead, Tom Wilson. Uh, I'm putting out a line of T-shirts featuring that Twitter pick by Juju. And the T-shirts are going to say, I got fingered by Juju Smith-Schuster. Whammy. Uh, My Twitter poll from yesterday says that only 24% of you think Juju was being a jerk uh, by taking and tweeting that photo, and 76% of you say he was just having harmless fun. My reaction got a very negative reaction from all of you, but I stand by my prognosis, and I stand by my prediction. Juju will only become more of a jerk. You watch. Hey, I'm old, and that's okay. And I have a different standard, and that's okay, too. It does confuse me a bit, though, that more of you aren't mad about how the Steelers wound up and that you have such simplistic explanations for why they underachieved. And let's make it crystal clear. The Steelers did underachieve. They had better personnel than any team in the league. And to lose twice to Jacksonville, both times at Heinz Field, that's absurd. To lose twice to Blake Bortles at quarterback, both times at Heinz Field, is beyond absurd. You just think it's because Shazir got hurt and they were weakened inside backer. And boy, that certainly did provide the Steelers a handy excuse, did it not? But my point is, it always happens. There's always some excuse. But for the Steelers to not be in a Super Bowl for seven years, given their personnel, that is underachieving. 
So since Shazier didn't get hurt in every one of those years, maybe the culture does have something to do with it. But you will never admit that, and Tomlin will never change that, so there's more underachieving on the horizon. Until Ben retires, and then when you look at the horizon, that won't be underachievement. That'll be friggin' disaster, and it will be coming at you like a mofo. I just wish you could understand that the professional attitude keeps making the Super Bowl, that a Patriot would never do what Juju Smith-Schuster did or cause chaos like the Steelers did constantly all season. I wish you were smart enough to see that. But if you were smart enough to see that, you'd have a better job. Let's be honest. 412-333-9939 is the number to call to go one-on-one with the great one. But if I were you, I wouldn't bother because you're nowhere near as intelligent as a super genius with a tested IQ of 166. Uh, There's a rumor that LeBron James is going to go to Golden State next year. It's probably BS, but... That would ruin the league. The NBA should try and prevent that from happening by any means at the league's disposal because LeBron on Golden State would ruin the league. LeBron really is a horse's ass. It's always all about LeBron and nobody else, not to mention that he's a crap leader. Great player, crap leader. Uh, Oscar Gamble is dead at age 68. He was a baseball player. And he had the best afro ever. Google Gamble and afro. It was magnificent. I don't know how he got the batting helmet or the cap on over that fro. Uh, The Pirates traded for some guy named Smoker. Don't we already have enough smokers in Pittsburgh? The Pirates traded uh, some guy named Zamora, who sucks, to the New York Mets. And the Pirates got this guy, Smoker, who sucks, too. He's a pitcher. His ERA with the Mets last year was 5.11. Not bad. And he averaged five walks per nine innings. So the Pirates aren't exactly keeping up with Milwaukee, are they? Uh, By the way, all the parks in MLB will have extended protective netting next year to at least the far end of each dugout. The world is now totally safe. But let's get back to the Penguins. Sully joins me at 4.30. And let's get some calls going about the Penguins before that. Uh, Yesterday, I talked about some Penguins who are helping just by not sucking. That doesn't mean they're bad players or that they always suck. It's just that sometimes they do suck, and now they're not. And it's helping a lot. I didn't mention Tom Kuhnhockel which a few of you commented on via Twitter, and that's because Kuhnhockel is a guy who never really sucks. He's exactly what you want out of a fourth liner. You get exactly the same game from Kuhnhockel just about every game, and he's very good on the PK, and once in a while he makes the big play, like that between-the-legs dish to rust on Tuesday, which was too sweet. Uh, Sherry's hurt, like I said, and we should never be surprised when Sherry's hurt, when he first joined the Pens, I said, this guy is going to score 20 goals a lot of years. But he's also going to miss 20 games 
a lot of years because he's so small. Kenny the Kangaroo on skates. Uh, so Penn's talk, 412-333-WXDX. My blog today is must-see. It's the first trailer for the Purge 4 movie, which is the first Purge, and it is chilling. I can't wait for July 4th when it hits cinemas. And for you candy asses who think we have too much violence in movies, I say, just remember all the good the Purge does. Uh, the first Purge movie was in 2013, and the hits just keep coming. Uh, some Ryan Shazier news. He was discharged today by UPMC. He will continue outpatient treatment. But that's all the news really said. And by just saying that, it said a lot. Uh, I reported to you earlier this week that Shazier is making very minimal progress, and I was told that again today. Uh, best wishes to Ryan Shazier and his family, but it certainly does not look good. And given that, maybe we need to move on from the feel-good story because this doesn't feel very good, does it? Maybe we need to take a look at the damage football does to people and specifically the damage it did to Ryan Shazier. It is an action-packed show today. we got Penguins coach Mike Sullivan at 4.30, Josh Showy to talk hockey at 5.30. I'm giving away that friggin' money again. You want money, listen, I'm giving it away. And then tomorrow at 5.15, hopefully in the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year, definitely a finalist, it's the best guard to ever play football, Alan Fanica. Penguins coach Mike Sullivan today, Alan Fanica tomorrow. It's the best sports talk in town. And you can hear it only with the super genius on 105.9. They never have sex unless it's on video. The X at 105.9. Decriminalized murder. An outlet for American rage. Uh, you could shoot The Purge as a reality series. Sunday night. Purge 4. Eagles lose. Double M on the X. I got to pull up on Twitter, and I'll discuss it at length later. But it's a pretty interesting one. Who is a better cheater, Barry Bonds or Bill Belichick? Because Barry never got caught, never got tested positive, but he's a pariah. Belichick got caught red-handed not once, but twice. Spygate and Deflategate. And yet he is an icon, the... Uh, best coach of all time, people say. I'm going to talk about the Patriots having been caught cheating, and it really hasn't affected their legacy. And I really don't understand that. So vote in the poll on Twitter. If you want to talk about it now, dial 412-333-WXDX. I hear Dave Matthews is coming to town. I would rather have a hot molten enema then listen to Dave Matthews for even one second. But hey, I think tickets go on sale Friday. If you like them, go. Everybody has different musical taste. Uh, Evgeny Malkin got the NHL's first star of the month for January. Scoring 12 goals will get that for you. Today has been a tough day at work. Uh, my favorite parking space was occupied, and we were out of decaf coffee. Out of Splendid, too. 
I don't know how I find the courage to survive in a workplace like this. It must be my strong moral conviction. Uh, did any of you get my point about the Steelers and having underachieved for seven years, really? And, and it's not just Tomlin. It's not just Shazier getting hurt this year. Look at the talent the Steelers have had and look at how little they've done. Uh, we tend to narrow down the blame too much. We tend to scapegoat. Like, there was an article in the Post-Gazette today about Bud Dupree being a bust, and maybe he is. But the occasional bad draft pick isn't why the Steelers keep losing to the Patriots over and over. It's not the occasional bad injury either. There's a bigger picture that involves focus and discipline that you somehow can't see, even when you compare New England and Pittsburgh. And that's exactly when you should see it. When one team with arguably less talent recently... When that team keeps going to the Super Bowl and the other team with more talent recently doesn't and can't beat that team, there's a malaise that goes beyond microcosms. And it's easy to say, well, Brady. But the Steelers have a really good quarterback too. And it's easy to point at coaching, and you would take Belichick over Tomlin any day of the week. But it's the trickle down from that coaching that's the malaise. Ordinarily, I don't too much stock in intangibles. But when two teams that are, at the very least, even, when one team keeps beating the other, and when one team keeps going to the Super Bowl and the other team does not, you've got to look at those intangibles, and you just won't. Let's go to Joe in Ocean City. Joe, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Yeah, Mark, yesterday at uh, the beginning of your show, when you mentioned that about Shazier, you had said something about you heard he had suffered a stinger or something. I heard he had got game. a stinger a, a couple weeks before the injury against Cincinnati. And in retrospect, there are some who maybe saw that as a precursor, although that is certainly no one's official position. Did, did you hear which game that was at? Because if you watch the end of that Green Bay game, the week before the Cincy game, towards the end of that. Well, a stinger, that's a shoulder, right? I mean, isn't that usually No, no, that's like uh, down the spine. Okay, okay. Yeah, if you watch I it think. I, I'm that... no doctor, bro. I'm just telling you what I've been told, and I don't know the instance when that first stinger occurred or for sure if it did. Let's go to James in Indiana. James, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hi, Mr. Madden. What up? Um... Didn't Rob Gronkowski do a flying elbow drop on some player? Yeah, Didn't that show against Buffalo. Dis- undis- undisciplined, and wasn't he on the fact that you could pick one show? instance out of, of of how long indicates that they have a better situation in New England, discipline wise, bro? Go to the Indianapolis Papers website. I think it's called the Star, and read an article Bob Kravitz wrote interviewing four ex Colts who are now with New England saying how much the culture matters in New England and how different it is from what they experienced in Indianapolis. You can point at chinks in the Patriots' armor, and yeah, they got a few of them, but they win, and they kick the Steelers' ass. So no matter what you say, you're wrong because they win and they kick the Steelers' ass. Do you see my point? Yeah, I see your point, but that's, I don't know. No, no, you do know. Here's what you need to know. They win, and they kick the Steelers' ass, and that is all you need to know. Let's go to Phil in Oakland. Phil, you're on with Mark. 
Hey, Mark. My condolences about the parking space and the coffee. It's been uh, rough. Wanted to jump. <laughs> wanted to jump back real quick to the Ryan Shazier uh, photograph. Maybe I'm missing some backstory. Photograph. Just looking, looking at the photograph. It, it looked That's not what, like, what photograph are you talking about? The middle finger. That's Juju Smith Schuster. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shoot. I'm sorry. Um, I was listening to you talking about Shazier, and I got. My no, track. it's the Juju Smith Schuster um, photograph with uh, an unwitting dope in a Brady jersey, and he's giving him the finger. Yeah, I mean, I I know that it's you know not family friendly. It's kind of an obscene gesture, but I I didn't see any like ill will towards it. I thought it was kind of like all in fun. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's okay. Uh, could you imagine it. a Patriots player taking a photograph where he surreptitiously? is giving the finger to a fan wearing a Steelers jersey. Does that possibility even enter your mind? I can kind of see Gronk, uh, you know, with a smile on his face. I mean, yeah, he's never done that. Uh, he's yeah. never done that. The Patriots have a way that works. The Steelers have a way that doesn't. And the sad part is people like you and that Jamoku caught earlier and the Steelers themselves – don't see the difference. Don't see that the Patriots way works and the Steelers doesn't. Gee, I don't know. I would have thought being in the Super Bowl again would be evidence enough. The Steelers seeing the Patriots at Minneapolis, but 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 I guess not because here in Pittsburgh, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Let's go to Mark and Carnegie. Mark, you're on with the super genius. Yo, what up, Big Sexy? Hey, um, yeah, yesterday you were talking about uh, the Steelers aren't going to fire Tom, which I agree with. They're not going to fire him, but you, did, you said, I don't know if they can find a, a better coach. That might be true, but I was thinking, it's too late now, but what about Bill Belichick, protege, Josh McDaniels? Yeah, they're not going to fire Tom when McDaniels already got hired by somebody else. Goodbye. Yeah. We're just not going to discuss what can't happen. That's for shows that don't have intelligence to fill their time. I have, well, okay, some intelligence to fill time. I mean, my intelligence is limitless. 166 and all that, but boy, three hours, that's a long time. Especially with the cruelty and hostile workplace I've had to deal with. I came to work today, somebody used a stapler on my desk and it was broken. Imagine the courage it takes for someone to work through that. Such a tough environment in the workplace. I should get the Congressional Medal of Honor. Let's go to Steve in the car. Steve, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how you doing today? I'm thinking hey, of getting a service dog to help me with my, my problems here at work. Go ahead. Yes, yes, the corporate culture sucks. I've always hated it myself. No People question. Lunches. Uh, yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. Unlike the intonation, it's the definite uh, culture between the two teams, Steelers and the Patriots. You can just see, like you said, uh, they keep on picking up players like all these guys from all these different teams, fit them into the system, and away they go. And, and you know what else they do? They pick up other teams' problem children, like Randy Moss and Corey Dillon, and they straighten out right away. Because homie don't play that in New England. Let's go to Dave in the car. Dave, you're on with Double M. I had a question in regards to kind of the whole discipline and everything, and I, I agree with that totally, but what do you attribute that also to scheme as well, like the superior coaching? is more Could that have more of an impact than discipline? Well, think? I mean, the Steelers' offensive scheme is pretty effective. 
they get a lot of yards and a lot of points, don't they? Yep. The New England offensive scheme is different. It gets a lot of points, a lot of wins, a lot of yards. I mean, you see, I look at the Steelers roster, and I think the Steelers have better personnel, or did this year, than New England. And their New England is in the Super Bowl. And I think I know why, and you don't want to know why, and the Steelers refuse to know why. So there you go. We got a few more calls on hold. We'll get to you in a minute. You know, there are some good stories in the Super Bowl this year, which we're ignoring because it's Philadelphia who we hate against New England who we hate. But I'm going to get to one in just a little bit. I think it's a tremendous story uh, at the Super Bowl, and it's the Philadelphia quarterbacking situation. Uh, do you have any idea, do you remember how good Nick Foles was during his first time around in Philadelphia? This is really quite the redemption story for him. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. Yes. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. He don't do nothing but win. He just knows how to win. Super G, loud and proud. He is horrible. He is terrible. The X at 105.9. On Instagram, there's a photo of Ryan Shazier on his feet with Ben Roethlisberger. And that's good, I think. But boy, Shazier looks a shell of what he was. Extremely thin and emaciated. And Ben appears to be giving him a lot of support. But he's on his feet. And that's good and certainly good luck and God bless to Ryan Shazier and his family. Uh, Yesterday I talked about the absurdity of a sequel to the movie, The Passion of the Christ. That's apparently being made. How can there be a sequel to The Passion of the Christ? You got crucified. You died. You're resurrected. End of story. Uh, This guy, Bill Squire. No, not that Bill Squire. Not the stroke. But Bill Squire, a radio host in Cleveland, came up with some decent titles for a sequel to Passion of the Christ, such as Passion of the Christ 2, Jehovah Strikes Back. Passion of the Christ 2, Pray Harder. Passion of the Christ 2, Jesus Reloaded. Passion of the Christ 2, Christ Control. P2, Judgment Day. I like that. Maybe use the White Snake song. Too Christ, too passionate. And I still know how you died for our sins last summer. Those are all good, and I'm now looking forward to the sequel. But not like I am the fourth installment of The Purge. What if Christ came back, the second coming, and he showed up on Purge Night? That could be a TV series. Somebody should shoot a pilot. Get it? Pilot? I want to talk about that that poll I got up on Twitter, which you could sponsor by payment directly to me. I have over 118,000 followers, you know. A daily poll with your business on Twitter? I'd hardly charge you anything at all. But make the make make it clear, I would charge you. The poll is, who's a better cheater, Barry Bonds or Bill Belichick? And to reiterate, Barry never tested red for steroids, never got caught via the method that you need to get caught for PEDs. I know that they have witnesses and hearsay and he said, she said, 
And we believe all of it because we want so badly to be smirch and ruin. But Barry never got caught. Even the one thing he got convicted for, like obstruction or something, he got it overturned on appeal. So Barry never got caught. You can pretend he did, but he didn't. Bill Belichick got caught twice, red-handed. And opponents say time and again that we were out there on the field and they knew what play was coming, exactly what play was coming. It was like they saw our playbook. Well, at least they saw the walkthrough before that one Super Bowl. That's that's documented. But uh, who's a better cheater? Not bigger cheater. Better cheater. I mean, Barry got away with it, but nobody thinks so. Belichick didn't get away with it, but nobody remembers. Your thoughts at 412-333-WXDX. Good to have Penguins coach Mike Sullivan on at 430. I asked for questions via Twitter for Sully, and I got the Captain Obvious stuff like, ask him about third-line center. No, I was going to not do that. Good thing you brought it up, because now I remember. Ask him about uh, Ian Cole. Can he stay in the lineup? Never thought of that. Thank you for the expert guidance. Uh, staying with hockey, Yarmer Yager's back in uh, Czech Republic, and he told the Czech media that he was hampered by a knee injury when he was with Calgary. I, we we kind of knew that, but uh, I don't think we knew the extent which Yager now says was considerable. Yager's going to try to play in check for his hometown team, Kladnow, in the AAA League, but you've got to play a certain amount of games to be eligible for the Czech League playoffs, and Yager's not sure that will happen. He says he doesn't want fans to see old grandpa hobble on the ice. Uh, Yager also says he's far from finished. I, I mean, I bet. You own the team you're on now. You can play as long as you want. Who's to stop you? Uh, Evgeny Malka today tweeted a video of Phil Kessel in a cryogenic chamber. It, it, it's a form of muscular therapy. You freeze your nuts off. Pretty close to literally. Check it out. It's hilarious. It's on Gino's Twitter. Phil asked how his hairline looks. I got to tell you, Phil's hairline would look great on Channel 11. Let's go to... Uh, Eric in Monroeville. Eric, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Number one, hey, would you trade um, Cheery in a draft pick for Ryan O'Reilly for the Sabres? He's a wing. I thought he was a, wasn't he a center? Pretty sure he's a wing. I, I would okay. trade Sherry in, uh, what pick did you say? Oh, first or second round draft pick. I wouldn't trade Sherry in a first for O'Reilly. Yeah, I, I guess he is a center. I've seen him at wing, too. I would trade Sherry in a second. I would rather trade Sherry in a second for Derek Broussard from, from Ottawa. I, I don't know about the availability to Ryan O'Reilly. I would definitely trade Sherry in a second and a first and cash and prospects for Ryan O'Reilly from the HBO series Oz. No question I would make that deal. Let's go to Anthony in Ohio. Anthony. You're on with the super genius. Oh. And Mark, I wanted to weigh in on the Twitter poll. I think Bill Belichick is the 
better cheater by a mile because he has more to show for it. Does he really? Yeah. I okay, think he, Belichick has, has okay, okay, Belichick has five Super Bowls. Barry has stats that show him to be, no matter what the Hall of Fame voters want to give him credit for, Barry's stats make him the greatest baseball player of all time. Okay, so if you were involved in a, in a major league sport, would you rather have the rings or the stats? That's easy, the money. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Give it a choice between the rings or the stats. That really is a tough one. Would you rather be a coach with five Super Bowl rings or a baseball player with stats that make you uh, really look at those stats? Barry's the greatest baseball player of all time. There are people in this town that won't even admit he's better than Clemente. Hello, John Steigerwald. And I love Stag. But when Stag gets on that Clemente better than Bonds train, oh, I just wanted to jump off the tracks. Same with the Bradshaw better than Brady. Oh, for the love of God. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. In just a moment, we're going to look at the the, uh, past and the present of Nick Foles. Because a lot of people are acting like he's some jabroni quarterback that doesn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl. Look back at what Nick Foles did, especially the first time around in Philadelphia. I'm not so sure that's true. 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yada, 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 yada. You know what, Mark? I got a hard time, and I was wondering if you give me some advice. Do you have any idea how dumb that sounds? The X at 105.9. We're out of decaf at work. Out of Splendid, too. I don't know how I can be expected to go on in such a terrible workplace environment. This doesn't happen to Channel 11. That's why I look so good whenever I'm on Channel 11. Uh, This just in. Or rather, I just noticed it. There was a tweet from Mad Dog Sports Radio. Steelers legend and pro football Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis tells Adam Shine that head coach Mike Tomlin didn't have his team prepared and ready for the Jacksonville Jaguars and that he needs to learn from that experience. Uh, I agree with Jerome. I can guarantee you Mike Tomlin will not learn from that experience. And guess who liked the tweet? Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell liked the tweet that was critical of head coach Mike Tomlin. A Patriots player would never like a tweet that was critical of Bill Belichick. And there you go again. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Any customer who schedules a job by Monday will receive an installed whole new home surge protector absolutely free. That's a $399 value now free from CW Electrical Services Make the switch. Uh, What's the big story of the Super Bowl this year? Because I would say it's Nick Foles. He's had a great playoff. And I think Foles gives the Eagles a chance on Sunday. Not a great chance, but a chance. Don't forget Foles was real good in 2013 with Philadelphia. 
He led the league in quarterback rating at 113. But then Chip Kelly, the Eagles coach back then, he started putting in more and more of his college crap, and Foles couldn't adjust. And then Foles bounced around to St. Louis and to Kansas City, but came back to Philly this year, and he's not great, but he's good enough to get him to a Super Bowl. And, of course, that Philadelphia defense gives the Eagles a chance. Part of me wants to see that Eagles defense pound Brady into the ground and beat Brady and beat Belichick and keep the Patriots in five Super Bowls. But a bigger part of me wants to see Philly lose because I like it when Philly loses at anything. Football, hockey, tiddlywinks. I like it when Philly loses. Like I said, purge four, Eagles lose. I hope Philly leads like 20 to 10 with 10 minutes left because we're all going to expect that New England comeback. New England has never won a Super Bowl by more than six points, and that margin, six points, was last year in overtime. Pretty close game. And New England's last two Super Bowls have been by four, Super Bowl losses, pardon me, have been by four and three points. So New England gets in a lot of Super Bowls, wins a lot of Super Bowls, loses a lot of Super Bowls, and all the games are close. Uh, by the way, if New England does lose to Philadelphia, the Patriots are 5-5 five and five in Super Bowls. 500. Uh, that's a lot of quantity. But as far as quality goes, that is 500. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow we got Alan Fanick at 515. Don't forget also we have Mike Sullivan at 430 today, the Penguins coach. But tomorrow at 5 o'clock after the list, Mr. Friday Afternoon joins me for what might be the final time. He will make his Super Bowl pick, and then uh, after the Super Bowl, I'm going to put up a poll over whether or not Mr. Friday Afternoon should be brought back to pick games next year. And I will absolutely abide by the result of that poll. No trickeration. No do-overs. You decide whether Mr. Friday Afternoon continues as the Mark Madden Show's football prognosticator. Let's go to Todd on the road. Todd, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Yeah, Mark, uh, when you're talking about the Steelers and the Patriots, uh, I was wondering if you see any similarities between the uh, Penguins and the Capitals where the Steelers are kind of being like the Capitals. No. The Capitals, how are the Steelers, how are the Capitals being like the Steelers? Well, I mean, just that, you know, it seems to be you play well during the season. Yeah, but I'm talking about the Steelers creating their own distraction by acting like a bunch of horses' asses. I don't see that from the Capitals, do you? Um, No, but I see some uh, selfishness at times where they're not listening to the coaches, they're not doing It's not even remotely similar. You're, You're way off base. But in that vein, goodbye. In that vein, here's uh, something Brooks Orpik said about his old team, the Penguins. He said, you obviously got to manage the puck well. I think we all know their power play is really good, like ours is. Being disciplined against them is key, too. Anytime you can keep those guys off the power play, it's important. That's usually where they generate a lot of confidence when they get more touches with the puck. You've got to try to frustrate those guys as much as you can 
because they could turn on each other pretty quickly with as competitive as they all are. Unquote. Wow. They can turn on each other pretty quickly with as competitive as they all are. I haven't seen that, but I wouldn't totally bet against it. And then Orp continues, sometimes you hear outside noise that they're having down seasons, and then all of a sudden you look, and they're all five points off the scoring lead, unquote. That certainly has happened. Phil, Sid, and Gino all making a run at the scoring lead held by Nikita Kucherov. And by the way, this just broke today, and I feel awful about this. Nathan McKinnon from Colorado, Sid's buddy from Nova Scotia, hell of a nice kid, great player. Avalanche having a a season almost as unpredictable as what they're doing in Vegas. McKinnon out for two to four weeks with an injury, and uh, certainly that will hurt him in his bid for the scoring title. Let's go to Carter in the car. Carter, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark, what's up? Hey, Carter. Hey, I just wanted to ask you uh, what changes you think the pen- Okay, we lost pressure. Carter. Hello? What, what did you say, Carter? Yeah. Can you hear me? I'm going to give you one more chance to hear you. Go ahead. Okay, uh, I wanted to know what changes you think the Penguins might have to make defensively to uh, pinch off the Capitals' offense and slow Ovechkin down from all those shots that he takes at the point. I think, well, that's on the power play when he gets those shots, so... Stay out of the penalty box. I would recommend that very highly. Ovi's having a great year. Uh, only scored 33 goals all of last year. Half of those goals were, were even strength. He relied on the power play a great deal. This season he already has 30 goals. Uh, it's going to be a typical Penguins-Caps game. If it was the playoffs, I would definitely pick the Penguins. But it's regular season, so the Caps are very good, usually in the regular season. Let's go to Nick in the car. Nick, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. I wanted to talk about uh, the Bill Belichick, Barry Bonds comparison. Right. Um, and you mentioned Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player of all time if you look at stats. Yes. Would Bill Belichick be considered the greatest coach in NFL history? I mean, with his stats? I mean, you can't really compare because they're both not players, but I think he's been pretty successful. Now, I am not a fan. I'm just... Well, you see, for me, Bill back. Belichick having cheated disqualifies him from being the best coach. Right. Then again, Chuck Knoll, his Steelers took steroids. I mean, bro, I don't know. I honestly don't care. I just find it fascinating that Barry never got caught, and he's the jerk, and Belichick's been caught twice, and nobody talks about it. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. I think Belichick should be stripped of his Super Bowl titles and sent to the pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Let's go to Jake from State Farm. What are you wearing, Jake? Khakis. Go ahead, Jake. What do you want? Hey, uh, Mark, I just find it interesting that the guy who missed the walkthrough and showed up late to the game thought the team wasn't prepared. <laughs> Whammy! No, you're right. Absolutely right. And also, like, right on the label at the end of the season, comment that there was too many distractions as he's standing outside the tunnel in Chicago. There's no self-awareness on this team. And I think well, I can go one step further. Lev Bell just tweeted something else. Would you like to hear it? Sure. A Jets fan asked Lev Bell to come play for the Jets for $60 million. Lev Bell responded, that ain't enough to come run with the Jets. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, that's funny, but he's denigrating another team. I mean, these guys are just ass bags. Let me, let me tell you something. Uh, people, somebody asked me on Twitter, 
Well, you're just mad because the Steelers won't come on your show. That's not true. I don't want a lot of Steelers on my show. I would never have Lev Bell on my show. I would never have Antonio Brown on my show. I would never have any of the guys I consider to be self-absorbed ass bags on my show. We get the class acts. We get Cam Hayward. We get Ben Roethlisberger. We get Joe Hayden. We, we get guys that just are people I can relate to. Why do I want to talk to Lev Bell? Seriously, I don't care how good a football player he is. I don't even care how much money he has. The guy's an absolute ass back. 412-333-9939. Don't forget, Bill Belichick joins me. Bill Belichick. Mike Sullivan. Well, if it was Belichick at 430, no offense to Sully. Uh, Coach Sullivan, we got Belichick. We catch you some other time. Mike Sullivan, the Penguins coach at 4.30. I bet Sully's a Patriots fan. He's a mask guy. We could ask him about that. And in just a moment, we'll talk even more about the Patriots cheating. But now you can win money. Listen, get the keyword, text it, and you win a $1,000 bribe. That wouldn't make much of a difference in my life, but, but go ahead and win. 105.9 Yes.